Christina. And I'm Brandy. Today, we're going to be talking about furniture and military housing and why it is that it doesn't matter what type of furniture you buy, it never fits in your new home. Or you have too much and then you have to get rid of everything. Yeah. It's always a fun time going through what to get rid of. Well, and the fact that the furniture that you had two moves ago is always the furniture that you need for this next move. Furniture is never matching up to the house at the same time, but it's always something you just had to get rid of for the previous house, which is just infuriating. And that's why I'd say either the military can make you a minimalist and you don't have a lot of stuff because you know, it's just either going to fit or don't, or it can make you a hoarder and you just save everything because you're like, I don't know if I'll need it or not. Right. And so you end up with a bunch of boxes in your garage. So Brandy, are you minimalist or a hoarder? I would say in between. We just kind of have some random end tables at our bed right now. As we all know, when it comes to PCS season and the military contracts, I'm going to come and move our stuff. Yeah. A lot of it can get damaged. And do I really want to shell out three to 600, maybe even $2,000 for a couch? No. I I don't. A lot of our other furniture, you know, it was passed down in my family. So it's just a matter of uh, sanding down, restaining, because I'm just not going to buy, I'm not going to buy new stuff. Oh, so you've got the full, like crafty, like refinishing thing going on. By the end of refinishing everything, I look at myself and I'm like, why? (laughs) Because it took forever. And I am by the end, just pulling my hair out. But It is what it is. It depends on what makes you feel comfortable in your own home, I think, too. Yeah. Because, I mean, mind you, I love going to other people's houses and they have all the beautiful seasonal decor and all the perfectly appointed stuff. And and I love visiting and I definitely always feel very welcome and very like there. I have two kids and a dog and and Mm -hmm. it's just if I can get them to pick up their socks. (laughs) <laughs> like that's a good day. So <laughs> I get my husband to pick up his underwear. That's even better day. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, yeah. I, I've, I've kind of hit the point where, you know, if I can breathe once I close the door, it's okay. I had to learn how I, I had to learn to give up a lot when we uh-huh. have kids. And I think that's another part of it too, is, you know, making space for kids and making space for everybody in the household to feel comfortable and, and how that changes in like different periods of your life and how it changes from PCS to PCS, because it's all different. It's a convoluted process. I think I attach a lot of sentimental value Uh to objects and, um, you know, I've moved most of my life. Right. So Uh the amount of stuff that has been lost in moves for me is tremendous. So the stuff that I have is precious beyond belief. So when stuff gets broken, when stuff, um, you know, goes missing, when stuff is broken in PCS, um, it's heartbreaking to me. And even when it's things that aren't necessarily sentimental, it's just that feeling of, oh, that was, you know, that was mine. That belonged to me. Like I picked that out. I, I made a choice. I made a selection. Like it was part of my life. And and that loss hurts. Uh-huh. And I, so I kind of just gave up on, on a lot of the, like, they really caring about 
the type of furniture and the the type of stuff like I became very much about like it needs to be functional and it needs to be within budget and that's my focus and then the the part that kind of satisfies that other like the whimsical part of me is the one that's like when I mentally think in my dream home, like when we retire, like I've mm-hmm. have, I have the house decorated already. Like there's going to be a reading nook and there's going to be like, I have all the colors picked out. I think I told you once that my plan is to have color on every single surface. Yeah. Like it's going, my house is going to be a full on mural. Yeah. I'm so excited. There's going to be color everywhere. And it's, you know, and I, I have this ideas for like, you know, velvet, armchairs and like all this, all this stuff that I want that I can't have now because I'm so afraid of getting something that I truly love and then having that be broken. Like one more heartbreak I can't take, which sounds ridiculous because it's it's just stuff, Mm -hmm. but it is It's true. so sentimental. Like I said, a lot of my furniture, it's passed down in my family. I even have I'm surprised that it, it made it here, but I have uh, my great grandmother's piano here mm. at my home and I am terrified if we ever get stationed overseas because I, I know because my husband plays piano, I play by ear. So I would love to bring that over, but mm-hmm. I just know it is going to get destroyed more yeah. than likely. So I would have to leave it behind. I'd start with uh, someone in my family, but it, it'd be hard. Cause that's something my husband and I like to do in the evenings. We really get use out of that. I'm sorry. You guys are ridiculously adorable and a Hallmark movie. You play I, piano together yeah. in the evenings. I know. Like, I feel like we need to pause there for a moment <laughs> and everybody needs to have the mental image of Brandy yeah. and her husband just cuddled up next to the piano playing in the evenings with their cup of hot cocoa with a glass. <laughs> yeah. Hot cocoa and a glass of wine. And then when we're done playing, we put on jazz music and start dancing. I know it is so sappy. <laughs> But that is, that is living Hallmark movie. Yes. <laughs> that is what I want my life to be. <laughs> you know, if it comes with the nice views, like mm-hmm. of, of beautiful mountainscapes, I'm, I'm totally in for that. I know too. I hear a lot and going back to kind of what you said previously is saying to yourself, you know, I may not be able to have it now, but I'll have it later. I don't know about you, but I hear it a lot with military families because it's hard to have a bunch of stuff because you can't modify these homes. You know, just like you said, color on the walls. I don't know if all of our listeners know, but just a little tip, military housing, white walls, white trim, white doors. (laughs) It is lack of color. And the thing is they have now, which I'm glad housing uh, approved a while ago, colors that you could paint your walls that you don't have to paint back white but they're very generic they're very but they're gloss. like beige right they're, they're they're like a a light beige then one that looks like a poop color to me and and like and like isn't and there that that like white that thought about blue one day yeah. like it's, it's, yeah it's, it's kind of in white and gray but it, but it but gave up yeah exactly it was just like ah uh, fuck it I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna deal with it I painted uh, our bedroom, our master bedroom, this dark navy blue, because there was a room I saw on Pinterest, mm-hmm. wonderful world of Pinterest, uh, that I really, really wanted to do. And since we were going to be here for a while, I knew I could afford to put in time to decorate our bedroom. Uh, 
but I know I'm going to have to paint that back and it is, yeah, it's going to be a beast. It is going to be a pain. So, you know, I'm, I'll live with it, but at least I can enjoy having a room for a time, you know, where I feel relaxed Yeah. because at our other base, we were only there a year and a half. So there was no point doing anything, you know, yeah. just put your stuff up and here in a little bit, you'll take it all back down. So I can't, I personally can't wait for the day where it's like, oh, I can have a fireplace because you know, you can't on a lot of bases, you can't have fire pits. It's kind of one of those pleasures in life that you really have to give up that just make you feel like comfy and cozy and fall's coming. And I am all big about fall. And I love having, um, you know, to go outside and have a fire at night, Mm -hmm. you know, with friends gathered around, you can't have that. Right. So I definitely can't wait. Mind you. And then unless of course you choose to live off base, which we've done in the past, um, we've, we've chosen to live off installation because we wanted the ability to have certain things like Mm -hmm. a fire pit, like, you know, just, just not be in military housing. And the thing is on, in some locations, it's affordable. Like in some locations, your BH is enough to be able to afford not only the rent, but all the other stuff, the utilities, the, the internet, all the other things that you need in order to kind of live in another place. Mm-hmm. But it's still, you know, there's still that trade-off. And then there's other places where it's just doesn't, that doesn't exist. Like we yeah. moved here, uh, the, we moved to our current installation and it was completely unaffordable. Like, and, and it, there was just no way that our BH was going to cover even rent, let mm-hmm. alone all the other things. So living on base became our only option. When we had the ability to kind of make that decision on or off base, okay, that was, that was slightly freeing. But when we moved to a place where BH wasn't something that was commensurate with what the actual market was charging us, then it all of a sudden became, we had to go home and look at everything that we owned and say, okay, what are we willing to part with? Because we know that we're going, like we have less space and, or we know that the walls are going to be different, or we know that the rooms doesn't, don't accommodate the same type of thing. That's a hard one too. You know, I think the decisions to give things up and to, you know, eliminate furniture or start again are easier when you feel, when you have a choice, when you're, when you're like, okay, I am choosing to live in this home. This is a home I selected. This is, you know, this is something I fell in love with. I I am enjoying it. Um, And that was our last installation was found a place. I, we went around, I, we toured houses. I found something I just absolutely fell in love with and we moved in and I, it was good. Like it was, the stuff I had to give up, I was like, cool, you know, bye. See you later. No worries. Moving here was hard. We made the trip ahead of time. We, we talked to a realtor. We looked at also, I, we spent two days looking for rental properties that were going to be affordable to us. And we could not find anything. Like we, there was nothing in our budget and I broke down crying and it wasn't, it wasn't because base housing was terrible. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't that base housing is bad because I, I like the house I live in, you know, I'm happy here. We have plenty of space and it's great, but I didn't have a choice. I, and that 
was bad. That was hard. That was so, Mm -hmm. so hard. And then it became making the best out of a tough situation instead of, oh, look, you know, new adventure, right? New, exciting adventure. And we're going to dump the furniture because we're going to go buy new furniture and it's going to be awesome. And and this house is so cute. And here's the stuff I love about it. It was not that. It was not that at all. When it comes to choice and choosing these homes, we're, we're given three options, Mm -hmm. but that's only if we turn down the first home and we don't get to choose the first home that's given to us or the plan. Sometimes we can't even look at them prior to choosing them because we can't get to the, to the base. Yeah. So you're really choosing based off of what housing is sending you or photos or what you see online, which some of the floor plans are not up to date. Mm -hmm. Uh, I ran into that. You know, it's like you hear three bedroom to nap bath, you hear four bedroom or you hear a two bedroom, but also a lot of these homes were built a long time ago and the floor plans are definitely different now than they were then. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about military housing, how things are put together, <laughs> you know, it makes, uh, it can, there it can be a little quirks. confusing. Yeah, <laughs> there, there are some quirks there, you know, how steep the stairs are to how, you know, like I said, we're in a four bedroom, but if you look at a two of the four bedrooms and you try to imagine like where the bed could go, cause right <laughs> yeah. now, like I, one of our bedrooms is mine and my husband's office. But if I was to try and figure out how a queen bed could be in this room and how can there be enough room for a dresser or some, you know, that normally go in a bedroom that wouldn't happen. And then we have another bedroom that's more like a den, maybe a twin bed could go in there. If you put a bunk bed in there and take up half the room. Mm-hmm. But then if you look at the other two rooms, the master bedroom and then another guest bedroom, they're actually decent size. So I don't know what the plan was and then how the wall comes out when you go into one of these rooms and how the bathroom connects and a random wall that shouldn't be there. I just, oh, you just look at it and you're, you're just like, why? There are always those kind of quirks that you have to kind of work around. I, and it, it sounds, it yeah. sounds kind of ridiculous mm-hmm. because to take joy, in, but that's actually one of the few like one of the things that I actually like which is weird and it's not it's not necessarily because like you know they aren't irritating because sometimes the quirks are really irritating like the fact that my light doesn't center over where the table has to go in order to yeah that's another thing that's a weird one (laughs) but or or the absence of like ceiling lights in any of the rooms yeah um but that being said there I enjoy, like, I've found a a way to kind of enjoy, like, the quirkiness of the house, because it is, it's that thing, like, it's, it's like, ah, I discovered the secret of this, this house. (laughs) I gotta move the table. I found the weird thing, you know, I found the weird thing, (laughs) and and then I can work around the weird thing, and then, you know, it's one of the ways I found to, like, keep joy in my life, when I want to, like, throw stuff, because, I don't know where to put the thing. In one of the homes that we were in, the guest bedroom didn't have a light or a fan. (laughs) And I'm thinking, well, I don't have any vampires in my family (laughs) and they need light. So I got to use a a table lamp. And then when we got into the home we're in now, you have a light and a fan 
in the den downstairs area, what they categorize as a den slash family room ish. Right. Yeah. Whatever they I, categorize we, it. We have a similar. And, yeah. Setup. Yeah. You and I kind of have a similar setup when it goes straight. Yeah. Where your den and living room. And so then in the dining room, you have this weird chandelier, what they call a chandelier. And then in the living room, you have no light or fan. Mm-hmm. And so it gets really dark at night. And then you got to get some lights for the corner and all that in the hall. It is so weird. And then, like you said, everything is off center. I usually need everything center. Yeah. And it was so hard when we moved and I get into our first home and everything is off. Off center. I mean, I had to just breathe and go for a walk because my anxiety was getting to me and I just couldn't, I couldn't, it was so hard to adjust. How long did it take you to figure out that that you couldn't move the table or the couch to be both centered in the room and with the light fixture? Like how, how many times did you move that table? Oh gosh. I don't even know how many times at this point and, and every house changes (laughs) and you're just like, you have to learn to live with it because it is not going to get any better. And if you can afford, you know, to move off base in the sense of not only just, you know, through our Bay age and stuff, but how long does it take to travel from point A to point B Yeah, from your home and depending on the area you live in the job, the military member has, you know, is it better to live on base versus off? Mm -hmm. Uh, How long is it going to take you to get into the installation? I mean, living off base, is it worth the sacrifice of like time with your family member? Because a lot of times it's not because the commute becomes a 45 Mm -hmm. minute commute each way. yeah. Yeah. And see, we lived on our first base, we lived in off base military housing. So it was actually about a 15 ish minute drive from our home to my husband's work. So that wasn't too bad, but where we are now, we need to be on base because just we like our sleep. So we don't like to get up too early, (laughs) you know, and then we, we like to be able to not feel rushed. Right. And then if you're running a little bit behind, you don't have to worry about traffic. So living on base really, especially in our area, because we live right outside of a big city, it's really convenient. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's always a trade-off regardless mm-hmm. of what you do. So question, mm-hmm. how many, how many pieces of furniture have you thrown out because they don't fit when you get there? Like when you actually move in and you have the furniture in the house and you move the furniture in, how many times have you had to just like toss stuff? I would say quite a bit. <laughs> it's not just furniture. Well, big furniture, you know, I'd say about 10 items ish smaller furniture lamps pictures um right. even kitchen appliances uh a lot and I, I just don't need it to, there yeah. yeah if if i don't find a family that that needs it because you could usually post that on like base community pages i just mm-hmm. uh, donate it to goodwill or the airman's addict on base and i'll at least know another family will be able to use it but i have put in a lot of money to purchase something that we don't have, but we actually need in a new home. And then mm-hmm. also having to give up so much. There's one thing though, I still haven't purchased that. It still surprised me to the day on the base we're at, unless you're an officer, the homes that 
because we're enlisted, the homes that we're put in mm-hmm. uh, don't have microwaves. Yep. I was confused by that for a second because I'm like, wait a minute. My last base had microwaves. I know that I have had friends at other bases who have had microwaves. What is going on? They just don't. Mm-mm. And so that was actually a very hard thing not to purchase. I'm thinking back to when, you know, I was freshly minted military spouse, you know, um, right out of the box uh, and, and versus now and kind of the, the, the tricks and stuff that I've, I've learned to make these adjustments easier over time. Um, I mean, I think one of the things that I just started doing was I don't buy, I don't buy furniture new anymore. I just don't. Yeah. Um, I buy secondhand. Um, I, I, I've become like the thrift store queen because it's just, it, you know, it's not worth it. If I'm gonna have to toss it, I would rather buy something that's used than have to buy something that's brand, brand new, except for upholstered furniture. It's mm-hmm. just my thing where I just don't believe it's ever going to be able to be clean enough. So <laughs> <upholstered> <laughs> furniture has to, is a new purchase. That's my one exception to that rule. The other thing that I, I realized is that the MDF particle mm-hmm. board is the devil <laughs> is it is it's the devil there. Like furniture has to be real wood. It has to be me- real metal. It has to be like, it yeah. has to be these things because and the minute, the minute it gets loaded in the piece, it's guaranteed to break. And it sucks because so much stuff now is that. And I've become this person that's like, if I'm buying new furniture, I'm the, I'm the weird person that's like scanning through like the, the, the list of like, what is, what is the frame on this couch made of? <laughs> Cause I can <laughs> no, pay to have true. it reupholstered, but I cannot get, you know, I cannot repair bad, yeah. a bad frame. And you know, and, and I'm also like in the thrift stores and I'm like sitting there knocking on it. I'm like, <laughs> is it, is this wood? So I, yeah, I'm the, the weird people that you see in the furniture store. But it's true. I mean, if you, gosh, we've had a lot of stuff damaged because it was that particle board. And especially when moving, because these contractors, they're paid to move your stuff, but it gets damaged. Yeah. That's, that's the God honest truth. It gets damaged. So having furniture that's that real hardwood that it would take a lot to damage it is so much better. And that's why it's hard for me to purchase any new furniture because the furniture I do have that's, you know, our dining room table, it's real hardwood. Our hutch, it's hardwood. Mm -hmm. Piano is hardwood, but you know. It's got strings and it. Yeah, yeah. you know, we have one of those portable fireplaces we got at Home Depot, but I made sure it it was that hard what we got like 10 years ago, it's still working for me. I can't justify spending all that extra money on something that's going to break. Yeah. The, you know? the DIY queen piece, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like buying stuff that might not be perfect as long as secondhand and then kind of adjusting it to make it your own. Yeah. Um, yeah. I never, I never thought I'd get like super handy with, with power tools, but yeah, same here. You know, 10 years later, here we are. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of one of those things that kind of come in time. It did for me too. I, I mean, I've always painted and stuff. I've always been kind of crafty, but when it comes to furniture, I never really took interest mm-hmm. until we went from being a guard family to active duty and we had to move. Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, I'm going to look this up YouTube. 
Google, <laughs> yeah. go to Home Depot, ask some questions and see what's best and just kind of make it look new again. And it's, it's not even like the happy crafting. It's like the cursing under your breath crafting. Yeah. <laughs> hand me a beer, <laughs> maybe a shot of tequila. <laughs> Dang it. Like shit. <laughs> and that's when my husband and I learned that, uh, we do projects separate, separately, <laughs> separately. Yeah. It's that you learn really, really fast how bad you are at communicating when you're trying to put together either furniture or, you know, refinish furniture or like do anything like that. Like my husband and I, I feel like we communicate really well getting us to the, like Christmas when we have to put together furniture or bikes or like anything else for the kids, it becomes mm-hmm. a full on bloodbath. <laughs> so I'm reading the instructions <laughs> and, and, and you need to lose the Allen wrench. I use the screw. Why is it not going? No, you use the wrong screw. It's the quarter inch, not the it's, it's bad. I was pregnant with our, our, our eldest, you know, we ordered the crib from Amazon and mm-hmm. he was still in that. You are a pregnant woman mode. You, you cannot, you know, you must, you may not lift don't anything. Move. Don't move. Don't move. <laughs> I don't want you going into labor. I was not that far along, but you know, <laughs> but the crib comes and it's not assembled. And so it arrives and it's in a box and, and the, the very lovely delivery person took one look at me and brought it into the house, which I appreciated. That was, nice. and, yes, that was very, that was very, very, very nice of them. And, and, but then I'm sitting there and staring at it because I tell my husband it's arrived. He's like, okay, don't touch it. I will fix it tonight when I get home. And at the time he was in a unit where it was very, very late hours. So it's like noon and he's probably, he may not be home until like seven or eight. And I'm staring at this box, like staring. I go into the kitchen, (laughs) I prep supper, I go read a book and then I turn around and there is this box staring at me. And so finally I break down, I give up entirely. I open up the box. I pull out all the various pieces and, you know, it's just because we bought a very nice hardwood crib. So it's mm-hmm. heavy, but I'm pulling the various pieces out and I'm being careful, you know, it's, I'm only doing one part of it at a time. And I pull out the instructions. I pull out the Allen wrench and I pull out all the pieces and I get done on the floor with my pregnant butt, knowing I'm probably never getting back up again. <laughs> and I put this thing together. And I put together the crib and then I realize I'm in the living room. And not the oh no. Room. Oh no. But I put the crib together. Wow. And, and my husband comes home and I, you know, he comes, it's like, I was going to do that, honey. You didn't have to do that. It's like, you don't understand. It was taunting me. <laughs> he could lift it up the stairs and yeah, basically. Bedroom. I mean, luckily we were in like a one-story house oh, at that point good. in time. But but I, you know, I, I tried to pull off the whole like, no, 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 honey. Like I left it for you to move. <laughs> I did the hard part. <laughs> I I put it together, but I let. This is a team effort. You get to move the crib by yourself because now it definitely is too heavy for me to pick up. <laughs> but yeah so it's it's I I can't I cannot like next time I might actually have to take you up and go visit you not because yes it's peaceful but because I cannot help myself the furniture must be assembled 
Oh man, we have a king bed in our bedroom and we just have the the metal frame because I refuse to buy a bed frame. I, I I can't do it. We didn't have one for the longest time. And yeah. then I found a really, really cute like burnished metal one. And that's survived multiple moves. So I can recommend like the metal yeah. frames. I'm not a big fan of the upholstery ones or the, yeah, know, me the, neither. the wood ones, but the metal ones, that was that was awesome. I almost gave up our king bed in the home we're in now because the room and how it was shaped. <laughs> so it worked great in our, in our other home. But when you walk into our bedroom, you have a little kind of like a hallway because you have the wall to where the closet is. So you walk in and then you walk into this open room. But if you look right, you have the other side of the wall. And if you look another right, you have where the door to the closet is. And then you have this little hall to the master bathroom. But you have this, like I said, these two hallways in and then to the bathroom. But then you have this window in front of you (laughs) and this long wall to the left and the short wall to the right. Mm -hmm. And just how everything is not centered. (laughs) And so when you get into the room and then you turn around and you look like you're facing the door to the bathroom and the closet, and then the door to, to the right, which is to go out of the bedroom, you have this, the closet, which is kind of like placed in such a random spot in the middle of the room. (laughs) When we put our king bed in there, I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. The bed can't go facing the long wall because then you're backed up against the window if someone wanted to sleep on that side the bed did not go you know up against the window I mean it was just and it was too big to go against the other wall and I have no room for the dresser finally got it figured out but I was about to just throw this king bed out the window (laughs) and and take our queen bed from the guest bedroom and just put it in there because I'm like this is ridiculous (laughs) because I didn't want to give that up because I like my space when I sleep (laughs) You know, luckily it worked out, but I was concerned for a bit. I was like, (laughs) listen, there's a lot of things, you know, I'm grateful for having a home, you know, number one thing, but there are just certain things (laughs) you need. I need my space. Not just one (laughs) that I just, I, I, this is something I just need to have here. And I just don't want to give that up. I get, I give too much stuff up here. In in the military life in general, it's just one that one little thing. It, it does feel like you're playing this like weird game of three dimensional Tetris. Yeah, with with a lot of the room stuff because we we've had that as well where we go in and the furniture comes in and the poor whoever's moving us the poor the poor people moving us. I'm like, if you just kind of put it there, and he's like, no, I can put it on the walls. Like, I don't know where it goes. Yeah. So unless you want to play this game where I, <laughs> I sit there and go, can you put it against that wall? A little bit to the left, a little bit to the right. No, no, no. Actually needs to go against the other wall. Yeah. It's probably best for all involved. If you just leave it there, I'll deal with it. Yeah. I, I know, I know I look slight, but trust me, I, I got this. You know, it does, it does make you reconsider where it's like, okay, how badly do I love this piece of furniture? Like how badly do I need this king size mattress? Do I need it badly enough that I am willing to vault over my sleeping <laughs> husband every single night to go to the bathroom at 3 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> yes. <laughs> do, do I need it that much? Because I will. 
if yeah. be. like it's it's this this weird game where you're and it turns out yes I do in fact need it that much I also need it enough that I am willing to have a room a bedroom that's completely off center in yeah. order to be able to actually keep my bed and a walkway and all that jazz but it's interesting like kind of the the reevaluation that happens you kind of laugh at it now, you know, for your first home or maybe even second home when you're moving around in the military, you it's frustrating, but by your third mm-hmm. home, you're just hands up, just, just go for it. I will say, you know, I fell in love with shopping at target when we were at our first base. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me not to not want to get something there because I look at it and I'm like, that would look good in my home with some of the stuff I have crap. I don't have any place to put it. But maybe for my ex home, should I buy it? And then if you do, you bring it home and then your husband's like, where are we going to put it? I'm just going to save it for later and see if it works. Yeah. But if something breaks, I have a replacement. The problem with shopping at Target though, is that you, the minute that first thing hits your cart, it's never just one thing. It ends up multiplying. And mm-hmm. then by the time you hit the checkout aisle, it's like you're two hundred dollars deep. Into yeah, that was me today. <laughs> that was me today. I had to buy. Um, my husband and I hit our eight year anniversary, so I can't remember if it was modern or traditional. Thank you. I can't remember if it was uh, modern or traditional, but one of the gifts is cotton, something cotton. Oh my gosh, you guys are so, absolutely ridiculously adorable. So, Stop it. <laughs> so. And we like to kind of keep up with that traditional gift giving. So I got a new bed set, like comforter and, and, uh, pillow covers. And I noticed things, <laughs> I got a couple more things that I didn't <laughs> go in there for. And I was, I was getting up there with the <laughs> time checkout. And I'm like, how did I know I got this bed instead of this bed set. So I should have saved this much. How did I still get? not the same amount it doesn't happen in other stores to me it's just target and it's like I don't I try to avoid going into target to begin with yeah but every time I do go in I always end up with more than I intended to buy yeah they're very good at what they do yeah (laughs) and I I really like that uh Joanna Gaines heart Mm -hmm. and hand style yeah. So looking at all of their stuff, especially when the seasons change, I'm like, Ooh, I, like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got no place to put it, but I, I like it. Is it a want or is it a need? I don't know. Yeah. The, the one thing that saves me is that I am way too exhausted to <laughs> do seasonal decor. Like I'm just too tired. <laughs> just permanently tired. I'm too tired. It's not happening. A Christmas tree goes up December 1st and it comes down January 6th and that's about as seasonal as I get you could do a seasonal tree (laughs) I could I could (laughs) honestly like okay my kids love Christmas lights right Mm -hmm. adore them they are their favorite thing Um, my youngest was when she was born um there was there was issue with her lungs. Right. And, mm-hmm. and so she had this like velociraptor cry, like, you know how the, the newborn cry is like this cute little adorable yeah. thing. No, my kids sounded like an angry, like thing out of Jurassic Park. Oh, no. And so it was, it, it was, it was a lot, 
you know, you're, you first come home and, and, and it's like, it's, it's a lot and it's loud, but she was born during the Christmas season. So we had the tree up and out of just desperation, I'm like rocking her and holding her. And then I migrate out into the living room and she sees the lights on the tree. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not even sure she can focus that far away yet, but she stops. The noise stops and she just stares for 30 minutes. That tree was up the entire first year of her life. <laughs> it did not come down. <laughs> because she would stop crying for the tree keep the tree forget mommy forget daddy forget her sister tree lights turn on the lights like anytime she cried we turn on the lights middle of the day didn't matter close the shades it's fine tree (laughs) so we and it had been it's 2020 was just awful for everyone right Mm -hmm. it was terrible yeah dumpster it was fire a hard year it, it was a hard year it was a really really hard year and and we we're all just kind of muddling through the tree went up the tree came down last month <laughs> i would have just to tap it up <laughs> it made my kids happy the lights made my kids happy yeah you know it was like they had to, the kids had to give up halloween they had to give up school like mm-hmm. going to school seeing their friends they had to my my youngest didn't even get to go to preschool properly like but I could give them the darn tree with the stupid Christmas lights <laughs> and we're doing this so yeah so that's my only piece of seasonal decor and it's been in danger of being a permanent fixture in my life for a while now <laughs> hey join the party as you know I do a seasonal tree and that is like the one thing I always have to have you know space for and because I just that is just something it brings me right back to home with my grandparents and she does my grandmother does a seasonal tree so I just and my husband likes it because he doesn't have to take it down every yeah after every Christmas so I don't know though. Like that means the Christmas tree ornaments have to come down and other stuff has to go up. And as I said, and that's where I became a hoarder with with, (laughs) uh, holiday decor. (laughs) I am like, just the idea of decorating. I was like, what? No, just, just, it's fine. (laughs) I I, I have generic Christmas tree ornaments. We don't buy based on season. We buy ornaments based on places we've gone. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like, it's, it's not even related to the holidays. It's just they get an ornament for every year of their life. And it's always based off like what we did that year. Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess what the pan- the, the ornaments for, for the pandemic year were? Toilet paper? <laughs> they got, they got little like COVID-19 virus. Like, in, oh. like somebody had made these wood ones that had a little mm-hmm. mask on it. And like, oh. yeah, everything was mask and, and COVID related because <laughs> we didn't go awesome. anywhere. So yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of those ornaments for 2020 and I was like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. <laughs> yeah, I, I I, mean, I understand it's, you know, it's serious. Um, mm-hmm. It is, and it's been hard. I mean, we've- Oh my gosh, yeah. I've, I've lost family to mm-hmm. COVID-19. It sucks. Yeah. It, you know, we're still processing and we're still grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I would have survived- without my completely irreverent sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And and having those little things, you know, to that really just kind of ground you Mm -hmm. in your home. 
again, like mine with the seasonal tree, because we couldn't go anywhere and we're outside of a city that has a lot of stuff to do really kind of almost actually the base where we're at is kind of backed right up, but against the city. Um, so, and it kind of, it was so sad because when we got here, we only had a couple months to really go and do stuff and then everything shut down. So, you know, a lot of home projects that we could do, you know, the sanding down of furniture and all that kind of stuff we did. Uh, but yeah, it's it's those little things that keep you going and, and being able to have, um, have you ever, uh, do you guys have a tradition on collecting like either magnets or cups, wherever you guys go or ornaments or Christmas tree ornaments. That's, that's the one. Yeah. That's the, the one thing. Well, actually two, there's two. One is Christmas tree ornaments. Mm -hmm. The other thing is wall art. So, uh, we have, I have wall art from all the, you know, the countries I've lived in from States we've traveled to vacations Mm -hmm. we've taken. I especially love collecting photography because I want to be surrounded. And honestly, like that's one of the ways we survived this last year. Yeah. Because I like, I like being surrounded by all the, the places that kind of made us who we are because this is home, right? This is currently home. These however many walls <laughs> are home because 20 to 40 or something I mean, for uh, like we say four, but there's more, um, <laughs> but there's so much more to it than that. Right. My kids will sometimes they'll look at me and go, I want to go home. And from a parent perspective, like it kind of breaks your heart because especially my kids, like they've never known a not moving life. Like, so there yeah. isn't home. There isn't a home for them to go to. We are home. This is where home is. I understand what they mean. Like it's that longing yeah. for safety. It's a longing for another place. It's they miss a feeling that they only had at this one other location that we were at. So we're able to kind of work through that. And that's one of the coping tools that we have where it's like, no, we had to leave. We couldn't stay. You know, we, we had to leave that house. We had to leave that room. We had to leave, you know, this friend, that tree, like it's yeah. the stuff they get attached to is very, it, it's big. It's important. Um, it means a lot. Yeah. I mean, and when you're little, like you haven't been alive for very long. So a move is a momentous thing having the art and stuff from different places we've been to is a way for them to connect where it's like, okay, we're not in the same location, but we've brought a piece of it with us. And that home is this kind of continuous thread. It's a, it's familiar. It's yeah. something that when you're in a new place, you can see a piece of furniture. You can see your picture like, oh, that was in the old home we lived in and right. now it's here. So it comes with you. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you add to it as you go on to the next one. And, and so that's, you know, that's a way of kind of providing continuity. My youngest looked me in the eye yesterday and, and um, said, mommy, I wish time didn't exist. And hmm. like, same kid, same. Because, you know, we're having a hard time with, with that right now. We're having a hard time with, with time <laughs> existing we're here, but we're not here. And then we might be somewhere else in a couple of years. And and we were in this other place before, and it's an unsettled existence. I know that we're talking about furniture and it, I know for a lot of people, it's like, it's just stuff, right? 
Like it doesn't matter. It's not that big of a deal because it's just stuff. But I think ultimately it's not just stuff. Like it's, it's, I agree because folks that will tell you that, you know, no, no, no. You keep your memories in your head, right? You know, you can't be attached to anything because your memories are all internally. Yes. To a certain extent, they're right. I will give you that. Like, uh, part of, you know, part of me growing as an adult and, and being a healthy person is learning how to accept memories as, as being enough, especially when things have gotten lost or broken, but it's not just stuff. Like it's, it's, it's genuinely not, especially now that I've lost family members. I don't have any of my grandparents alive anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. They're all, they've all passed in various, various years. And I have furniture from them. I have objects from them and it's not just stuff. It's a time and a place. It's a time capsule. It's a moment of, of my life that is frozen in this place. And every time that I see it, every time that I smell it, like Mm -hmm. my, my grandmother's perfume is still on the tablecloths I have from her. Every time I open it up, I smell her perfume and I Mm -hmm. am, I am in that place. I am with her. Yeah. Um, and so it's not just stuff. Yeah. I agree to that. A physical link to our identity at who we are, you know, that, that matters. That's important. And if you're the kind of person who puts a lot of value in, in, in keeping your house in your furniture and in having just the right setup, we talk down to those people a lot. And I don't think that that's fair because I think that in many ways they're in t- like, they're being honest. It does matter. Like you said, you, you look at that and there's a memory attached to that, you know, thinking that I may have to store our piano at my grandparents and not take it with us because the memory connected that is my great grandma and playing that when I was young. And so I always want to make sure I have a place to put it, but then if we get stationed overseas, it's not coming with us. So it's almost like a piece of someone who is important to me goes away Mm -hmm. and I won't see that until I come back. Yeah. So it, it really does, you know, we talked about, you know, does moving around in the military make it like a hoarder or minimalist? I, I think it's both depending on how you approach certain things, but I would say, you know, if you meet somebody who may have just a bunch of stuff, you know, there, there's a reason behind it. There's a reason why, you know, they decorate a lot or they have mismatched color furniture, or they have a hutch that may look a little bit older. You're wondering why they're still hanging on to it or, why is there boxes of stuff in the garage, even though you don't have a place to put it? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because there's, there's a memory behind those things and you can't just give it up. I actually made the mistake of not double checking. We were giving a bunch of, of my old stuffed animals away to the thrift store. And I separated the ones I wanted to keep with the ones I wanted to give away, but I forgot to double check and I gave away the free willy animal that I got in SeaWorld when I was young, when I went with my grandparents on a trip. Now I never pulled it out. And then when I realized it was gone, it was like, Oh, pulling on my heartstrings here. Now it's like, you know, you have that memory. I have the pictures of me us there. Yeah. That's all fine. I have the photo albums, 
but it, it was that one thing. So I made sure never to make that mistake again when we go through our stuff and what we're going to be getting rid of. But, you know, you keep certain things for a reason. And until, you know, you're planted and you're in your permanent home where you feel like you could really go through all your stuff and see what you can get rid of, you just keep everything. We, we give up so much already. You know, we have yeah. so little control over our own existence to, to start with. And, you know, that's, that's part of the deal. That's, that's what we signed up for, you know, totally get it. But part of being human is that you do need to feel like you have some control over your own existence. I'm not going to knock on anyone who finds a way to make this life more joyful for themselves. Sometimes it's that piece of furniture that's like, I am home. 